13, the behaviour of a perfect person. Text number 31. Let's just see if I can see this. If I can't, somebody else might have to lead the chanting. Is that okay? (laughs) Let's see. See what we get here. Somebody is going to, it's too much of a, too hard. I can't even read it properly, even when I can see it. Can you lead the chanting in under Balaba? Yeah. So. Ooh, 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 ooh. Matyasya krich ropanatair Atai kamai creator kim Matyasya Atai Kamai Creator Kim Adyat Mikadi Bidukair Avimuktasya Kahichit 
Matyasya Kritra Panitaire Atai Kamai Kriyeta Kim Avimuktasya Kahichit Matyasya Kritra Panitaire Atai Kamai Kriyeta Kim Adyatmika Adibi Adiyatmik, Adidaivik, and Adibotik. Tukai. By the threefold miseries of material life. Avimuktasya. Of one who is not freed from such material conditions. Or one who is subjected to birth, death, old age, and disease. Kahichit. Sometimes. Matyasya. Of the living entity. Subjected to death. Kritsra upanitai. Things obtained. Because of severe miseries, atai, even, oh sorry, even if some benefit is derived, kamai, which can fulfil one's material desires, kriyeta, what do they do, kim, and what is the value? Of such happiness. Materialistic activities are always mixed with three kinds of miserable conditions Adiyatmika, Adidaivika, and Adibotika. Therefore, even if one achieves some success by performing such activities, what is the benefit of this success? One is still subjected to birth, death, old age, disease, and the reactions of his fruitive activities. Purport. Hmm. According to the materialistic way of life, if a poor man, after labouring very, very hard, gets a material profit at the end of his life, he is... considered a success <laughs> even though he again dies while suffering the threefold miseries adiyatmika, adidaivika and adibotika no one can escape the threefold miseries of materialistic life namely miseries pertaining to the body and mind miseries pertaining to the difficulties imposed by society, community, nation, and other living entities, and miseries inflicted upon us by natural disturbances from earthquakes, famines, droughts, floods, epidemics, and so on.
if one works very hard suffering the threefold miseries and then is successful in getting some small benefit what is the value of this benefit besides that even if a kami is successful in accumulating some material wealth he still cannot enjoy it for he must die in bereavement <clears throat> I have even seen a dying man begging a medical attendant to increase his life by four years so that he could complete his material plans of course the medical man was unsuccessful in expanding the life of the man who therefore died in great bereavement everyone must die in this way and after one's mental condition is taken into account by the laws of material nature he is given another chance to fulfill his desires in a different body material plans for material happiness have no value but under the spell of the illusory energy we consider them extremely valuable there were many politicians social reformers and philosophers who died very miserably without deriving any practical value from their material plans therefore a sane and sensible man never desires to work hard under the conditions of threefold miseries only to die in disappointment Om Agyana Timirandasya Gunanjana Salakaya Chakshu Unmilitam Jena Tasmaye Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishnam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupakada Mahiyam Dharatisva Padantikam Mukam karoti vajalam Pangum langayate garim yad kripa Tamaham bande Sri gurum dinatarinam What a picture! What a picture! Right? What do we start with? Adiyatmika klesha right the sufferings that come from the body and the mind mm. and which get worse as you get older <laughs> uh, we place so much uh, faith in and hope for this body right but ultimately it disappoints us so adiatmika adibotika the miseries that are inflicted upon us by other living entities when i go and sit in my backyard i want to relax in the evening, I can only do it for about two minutes. 
somehow the mosquitoes know <laughs> that you're sitting in the backyard. And out they come. Uh, and that's just the mosquitoes. That's just the little, that's just the little living entities. And, and it's interesting, isn't it? Prabhupada says, what did Prabhupada say here? Um, the difficulties imposed by society, community, nation, and other living entities. What? All the expectations, all of the conflict. In a, in a civilised society, we have rules and regulations. Right? So that we can all live harmoniously. Because when we're young, uh, one of my friends the other day was telling me how her son has just turned, was about to turn 16, so he's telling his mum, now I'm 16, I can do what I like. <laughs> I said to her, tell him, try driving on the right hand side of the road and see how you go. <laughs> Go into the women's toilet <laughs> instead of the men's toilet. See how you go. Right? And so, you know, we see all of these societal standards, norms as restrictions. Why do I have to do all of these things? Right? Of course, that's, that's, that's a, a measure of a civilised society, is that there are, there, there are norms and standards that we need to abide by. And so, but again, there are constraints. Uh, uh, there, are, there are requirements. You have to pay your taxes. Uh, but that would be seen as a burden by some. Well, of course it is a burden. How many, how many of you here have got a job? Raise your hands. Only one person. Oh, no, three, three, four. Yeah. And you get paid for the work that you do, right? That's nice, isn't it? But it's not nice when you look at what they give you and you see how much tax they took out, right? So misery is inflicted by, what does Prabhupada say here? The mind and the body, right? Then the misery is pertaining to the difficulties imposed by society, community, nation, and other living entities. Competition amongst the different living entities creates anxiety, pain, suffering, uh, adibotic. And then the last one, miseries inflicted upon us by natural disturbances, earthquakes. We don't get earthquakes very often, right? In Melbourne. I remember in, um, we were in Vrindavan 
one, I guess it must have been in October, must have been Kartik time. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. And I woke up and my bed was shaking, was rocking from side to side. Huh? And I thought, what's the chinchurupa rocking my bed for? <laughs> what's she? I thought she was pushing my bed. And then I realised, hang on a second, it's the building is shaking. <laughs> Woo. Hare Krishna. And, and uh, there was, uh, it, was a, it was an earthquake, you may remember, in the Punjab. And people were killed. Uh, very dangerous. So, earthquakes. What else have we got here? Uh, famines. You know, we had an eight-year drought. Remember that? Not so recent, not, not so long ago. Because this year, um, it's been very, we, this year it's been very wet, right? Money, you, you talk to the farmers, they'll complain about, oh, we haven't had enough rain, right? So have a guess what they're complaining about now. Too much rain, <laughs> right? So, uh, famines, droughts, floods. Uh, so we've been in a very wet season. So this year, there's piles of hay in the paddocks, right? And we don't have to. We've got so much grass in the fields. Usually, money grievers complaining about the kangaroos eating all of the grass, right? But now we've stood. There's gra grass aplenty. Right? So we don't have to buy hay. So all the farmers that have harvested their hay to sell, the, the hay is just sitting in the paddocks because nobody's buying hay. Right? But just wait a few years and it'll be completely swapped around and it'll, it'll be a drought and um, there won't be enough grass. They'll be able to sell their hay then. Uh, Epidemics. Well, we all know about, you know, previously, a few years ago, we would have read, oh, epidemic, what's that? Huh? But now we, all, we know all about epidemics. Huh? I was looking on the, on the, on the, um, on the door knob in my bedroom, there's all these masks hanging. <laughs> oh, that's cute. There's a relic from a few years ago. Right? Remember when we all had to wear a mask? Right? So previously when we read these purports and we heard Prabhupada talking about epidemics, we'd be thinking, oh, what's that? Epidemic. In fact, this is, this is quite common for us. We read... In, and, and of course, you know, we've got Adi Atmik, Adi Baltic, Adi Daivika sufferings, right? <clears throat> Which we kind of tolerate. Most often we're thinking, oh, what am I going to do today? What's positive? Do we usually, well, I guess if we're, if we're in a depressed state of mind, we might wake up. 
And we think, oh no, all the miseries of material existence. What is there to look forward to in life? Huh? But most of the time we wake up and we think, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Oh, if I'm successful here, then I'll be successful there and I'll achieve my desires. So we wake up with enthusiasm and, and optimism. How many, how many people wake up with that kind of attitude? Optimism and enthusiasm for life. Raise your hands. Let's just do a poll. Got one person. How many wake up? Oh no, Adi Atmika, Adi Dovika, Adi Bautika Klesha, I'm going to suffer. Raise your hands if you think about that. Hmm, nobody. Well, you're all ambivalent, right? <laughs> summer. It's a brahminical qualification is to be summer, equipoised. Huh? <laughs> I know I often wake up and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Oh. Very enthusiastic about life. But then have to, have to suffer. At the moment I'm suffering adhyatmika. You know, I can't read. It's interesting, I can read. You know, the other day I couldn't read. It was so difficult for me to read this text. And it's still difficult for me to read the italics. You know, the, 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 the verse? I can read almost everything else. So, uh, eyes not working as well as they used to when I was 10 or 12 or even 40. I could see very well. So, mm. and then the interesting thing is, the ignominy of it all is that you suffer all of these things, adiyatmika, adibotika, adidavika, klesha, and then what comes after that in this verse? What's next? What's the word? Look, on, have a look at the the verse. What's the word? I'll, I'll tell you. It's. I'll give you a hint. It's on the third line. What's that word? Who can read it? Hands up if you can read the first word of the third line. Yeah, and what does it, what does it say? Yes, and what does that mean? Death. Got to suffer all this. All this harassment by Adiatmika, Adibotika, and Adidavika. And then what happens? What have you got to look forward to? You got to die. Right? <clears throat> Hard to be enthusiastic about life, really, when you think about it. I remember when I was about 16, I went to my mum and I said, Mum, I've been thinking deeply about life. And I said, I might as well kill myself now. <laughs> I've had a, the only thing that I've got looked forward to is death. My mum was horrified. Oh no! <laughs> she was horrified. 
And I was thinking, I, I was... <clears throat> Actually, at that time in my life, I was reading books on Buddhism and Hinduism and, and getting acquainted with reincarnation and, you know, the cycle of birth and death. These things were becoming... I was becoming aware of these things. And, of course, in... in in uh, ordinary society, these things are not discussed. Huh? They're, not, they're not contemplated. Which is very interesting with the Bhagavad philosophy, the, the, the facts of life and the, the challenges of material existence are grappled with very graphically. Right? And 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 uh, you know, in isolation, this this verse would be considered to be, you know, a somewhat pessimistic outlook. <laughs> right? When you think about it, right? Life is suffering, and that's basically what it's saying. And why? Why? Why is life suffering? This is a this is a common theme. In, in the in the Bhagavatam and in 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 the in the Vaishnava um, world view. Right? And what is it due to? What is, what is the problem here? Prabhupada mentions this in, in the purport. Four things. What are they? Anybody got an idea of what they might be? Raise your hands if you've got an idea what the four causes of this suffering are. Gopa? Yeah, Jammamritu Jaraviyadhi. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna gives us all this information. Birth, death, old age and disease. Why do we celebrate, celebrate birthdays? Right? We, we, we celebrate birthdays with a great amount of joy and enthusiasm, right? Oh, you took birth. What a wonderful fellow you are. <laughs> but look, if we, read this, if we read this verse in the Bhagavatam, it's like, you're born, well, wacko. Right? Wacko the diddlio, that's what my father would say. Wacko the diddlio, which kind of means, so what? <laughs> Huh? So what? You are now going to suffer. But the irony of it all is, is that the way the material world is created, even though there's so much suffering, we have so much optimism in being to be successful. And so this verse points out that we face birth death, old age and disease and as a consequence the, the miseries that are inflicted upon us by the material energy and, and um, we consider ourselves a success if at the end of working for 40 years we've got some superannuation Right? Oh, 
Oh, I've got some superannuation. Oh, you're secure. <laughs> right? Sometimes we criticise me and the chinchuri, but you've got no plans. Where's your security? Right? You don't have any security. And we're thinking, hang on a second. Where's the security in your superannuation? Realistically, right? And here Prabhupada makes the point very strongly. You get some... You might get some money, this verse makes the point. You, you work hard, you suffer all of this, uh, uh, um, there's all these trials and tribulations and the embarrassment that comes from it, quite frankly. Right? And then uh, at the end of that, you get some possessions, some money, or, you know, sometimes. Sometimes you, um, in the 80s, you used to see these bumper stickers on the back of a car, right? And it would say, the one who dies with the most toys wins. <laughs> so, you know, we think, oh, we've accumulated so much, therefore I'm successful. But then you've, it's... You, you've worked hard, your body's failing, and uh, before you know it, you can't enjoy anything, you're taken away. It's either you, it's taken away from you by the time factor, or the time factor takes you away from everything. And then again into birth, death, old age, and disease. So, rather pessimistic outlook on life, don't you think? But it's the reality, the, 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 the and, 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 and the final instruction in, and, and of course Prabhupada makes a story that Prabhupada told more than once about a, an acquaintance, uh, an, a, a, a gentleman that he knew who was dying and he was begging his doctor, please just give me four more years to live. Right? And of course, you know, the time factor, fate, karma, gone. Right? So, uh, this verse talks about bereavement. What's the word? Uh, yeah. What is the value of this happiness of keeping the of having some material, you know, some material gain or profit, right? What's the value of it when you're taken away from it, and there's the pain of separation from the things that we hope to enjoy? This is a bit. This is a very tough. This is a very tough message, isn't it? What do you think, Brother Raj? And it's true. It's true. We we have to face the fact, and it can be very painful. Face the fact that we're going to we're going to be taken away from those who we love and have deep affection for. Very challenging actually. Very challenging. 
to 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 realize that I'm going to be taken away from Radha Balaba and the devotees and the prashadam <laughs> and and my friends. Huh? Even for a devotee, even for a devotee, these are these are challenges that we have to face. And so it's interesting in the Bhagavad Gita, and at the end of this purport, Prabhupada says, more or less paraphrasing, was it um, Adhyanta Vanta Kunteya? And Atul Krishna mentioned this verse the other day also. These pleasures have a, be a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Adhyantavanta. Adi has a beginning, not mentioned, a middle, but, uh, you know, it sustains for some time, but then anta, gone. So really the Bhagavatam is warning us time and time again about the temporality of material existence, right? And warning us not to put our hopes and faith into things that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Nāteshu, in these things, ramate buddha, the wise or the discriminating, right? Those who are intelligent, buddha, don't seek pleasure in those things. Nāteshu ramate. Ramate means to have pleasure. Rama means the giver of pleasure. Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Huh? Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Mm. Nāteshu ramate buddha. But as... Urmila was mentioning the other day, we're pleasure seekers, right? Anandamayo bhyasat, Prabhupada quotes this. We are pleasure seekers. It's natural for us to want to enjoy, right? Hands up, uh, who likes to suffer? Who likes adiatmik, adibotik, and adidavika klesh? Please raise your hands. Nobody... <laughs> How many, who amongst us here is looking forward to death? <laughs> Please raise your hands. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really. Yeah. But still we want to enjoy. Right? We, that's why we get up with enthusiasm in the morning. Yes, okay, let's go. But where do we get our enjoyment? We're looking for pleasure which is permanent, not temporary. This is really the Bhagavad message, is <clears throat> don't focus on the material, and we do, you know, because we're conditioned. We're conditioned to accept birth, death, old age and disease as normal. And we kind of tolerate it and ignore it sometimes also. Uh, but um, uh, we 
um, look forward to enjoyment, to enjoy. And for the devotees, there are there are um, opportunities for enjoyment. <clears throat> I want you to reflect for a moment on what you enjoy in life. Think about it for a moment. What do you enjoy in life? What's your top enjoyment? Got it? Who'd like to share what their top enjoyment in life is? What was that? Kirtan. Yeah. Sankirtan. Prashadam. Ah. Here's one of our new Albert Park College students looking very dapper in his blazer. <laughs> Fourteen of the kids going to high school this year. Fourteen, I think it is, something like that. And have a guess what? They're all enjoying school like anything. At least this is only the first week. <laughs> the first week of high school is exciting until you discover it's the same as primary school, boring. <laughs> Kirtan. Yeah, what else? Prashadam. Kirtan. What else? What makes you come to the temple? Every day. Huh? Devotee association. Yes. Yeah. What's that? Yes. Radhabalaba. Gornitai. Jagannath Balaram Subhadra. Srila Prabhupada. Yeah. What else? Festivals, yeah, well, there's more kirtan, more deity worship. Abhishek. Isn't it interesting how... I was talking to Pablo the other day, and um, we were looking at our, our um, annual report, looking at the things, and... Um, In the Didi report, it mentioned how many Abhishek's we'd done. He said, what's that Abhishek? <laughs> he said, I, have a, I had a friend called Abhishek. <laughs> uh, 
And then I explained to him what Abhishek is, right? And how that's, you know, how we, according to Narada Muni, we follow the process of worshipping the deity. And, you know, in, in, in um, Judaic Christian, um, in the Judaic tr Christian tradition, what we're doing in worshipping the deity is considered, it's, it's, it's one of the Ten Commandments, actually, that thou shalt not do. Right? So it can be very challenging for people who are brought up in, in that tradition to see um, what, what they call idolatry. You, do you know what I mean? Like, idolatry, like it's, it's like... They're hugely challenging. Huh? How can you worship uh, uh, an idol? But of course, the whole, the whole, you know, the, the, the argument is God is unlimited. How can you limit him with a form? Right? And we say, if God is unlimited, how come you say he can't have a form? You're limiting him. If God is unlimited, and of course this is the, this is the, a, the, a great challenge for, well, for anybody really, is to understand that God has form and no form at the same time. Well, that's pretty, and as I mentioned this the other day, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in his commentary to the Brahma Samhita says that Krishna has a self-contradictory form, right? It's contradictory. How can you be a person and not a person at the same time? How do you do that? Right? How do you do it? And of course, uh, Prabhupada quotes from the Puranas uh, in that um, there's the verse, and I've forgotten the verse. Oh, um, but, and there's the example of the fire. The fire is in the fireplace. Right? And so that's the, the form of fire. But the fire is also manifest all throughout the room in terms of its energy, heat and light. Right? So we can say, the fire is in the room or the fire is in the fireplace. It means the same. It's the same, it's the same uh, in terms of the heat and light is the expansion of the fire that's in the fireplace. So just as a fire can be present in the fireplace but also all throughout the room. So similarly, Krishna in his personal form is situated in the spiritual world in Vaikuntha but at the same time, he's manifest everywhere throughout the creation in the expansion of his energies. Right? Now, this is a fairly simple. This is a fairly simple concept for most of us. To, we don't have any problem with that. Huh? That's why we can come into the temple and we can worship the personal form because we know if God is unlimited, all powerful, 
and all-pervading, he can manifest in whatever way he likes. Right? And certainly if we follow the prescription that's been given to us by great um, personalities like Narada Muni really is a source. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that well, I've discussed this before, but Narada Muni is the uh, personification of Sankirtan, right? Narada Muni is the personification of Sankirtan. Narada Muni Bajai Bina Radhika Ramana Nam Right? Narada Muni is travelling all over, chanting Hare Krishna effectively, right? But he's also the author of the Pancharatra, in other words, the rules and regulations of deity worship, which is very interesting because Srila Prabhupada established ISKCON and the basis for our activities are Sankirtan, right? It's the, it's the Yuga Dharma. Yet, and even though Prabhupada says, you know, preaching and book distribution is more important than temple worship, yet Prabhupada established so many temples with deities. <clears throat> even when it wasn't easy to... It was, you know, wasn't easy in the early days of this temple to maintain the deity worship of Radha Balaba, Gornitai, Jagannath Balarama, Subhadra. It was a major effort to do that for the devotees. Even today, it's a, it's not, you know, there's, we were looking, there's something like, 120 devotees, is it, that are engaged in deity worship, especially on a festival. On a festival day, there's 25, 30 devotees that do all of the decorations. Right? In fact, you know, it's busier than Burke Street on Snanyatra. Did you notice on Snanyatra there were 16 Brahmanas in the deity room? Couldn't even see the deities. Did you notice that? <laughs> what are we, get out of here, what do you got? So, how many people does it require to actually pay for Lord Jagannath? Maybe four or five. Well, but um, and this is Challenging. This is challenging for, for, for those who don't appreciate and understand how Krishna can be manifest in his deity form and accept the love and affection of his devotees. Right. This can be usually challenging for those who don't understand the process. Right. And so these are things that we look forward to or that we can meditate on, and which give us great satisfaction. What else? What else do we look forward to? Service. What was that? Service. Service. To who? Yeah, more, more deity worship. 
Even prasadam distribution, prasadam is the extension of what? Deity worship. Huh? That's what, that's part of deity worship. It's the leftover, it's the, it's the prasad. <clears throat> okay, what else? There's something else. Book distribution. Looks forward to book distribution. Okay, yeah, why not? Yeah. What's that? That's Sankatan. That's part of Sravanam Kirtanam, book distribution. And ultimately Smaranam, remembering Krishna. Yeah. So my friend that I was talking, I asked her, what makes you come to the temple? She said, the Bhagavatam class. I love to come for the Bhagavatam class, although a little bit late this morning. <laughs> so these are our, these are our, this is what we look forward to for our source of pleasure, right? Kirtan, the association of the devotees. And of course, this is, this, is, this is the Panchanga Bhakti mentioned by Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Right? Sadhu Sangha, Sankirtan, Bhagavat Shravan, Murti Seva, and yeah, living in a sacred place. This is why <clears throat> many of the devotees, even though they own a house in Tarnit or Truganina, they rent a house, they rent that out, then they rent a house in Albert Park. <laughs> you, know, you know what my joke is? My joke is the temple, the, the temple is feeding them, right? And that's helping to pay off their mortgage. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, they give donations to the temple as well because it's, it's a, it's a self-supporting economy. <laughs> uh, but why? Why? You know, Albert Park is one of the most expensive places in Melbourne to live. And especially now, but rents are just going sky high. But why? Why live in Albert Park, do you think? Why do we live in Albert Park, Sibia? Yeah, the temple's in Albert Park. We would, if the temple was in Truganina, we'd be living there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, so, so a devotee is very happy and feel secure in that environment where there's the association of the devotees, where there's kirtan, where there's Bhagavat Kata, where there's service effectively, right? If we don't have service, we feel lost. In fact, that's a characteristic, a characteristic of a of a Vaishnava or a Vaishnavi is that they look forward 
to doing some service. And if they haven't been some, if they haven't been given some service, they'll find something to do, right? And be happy to do it. Like a, a chinchurupa likes to sweep the courtyard. Have you noticed? She'll pick up the broom and sweep the courtyard. And she was telling me yesterday, she has liked to clean her house since she was 10 years old. Right? She liked cleaning. And it's how she... It, it, um, a ripper got the nickname from her family, Queenie. Right? <laughs> Queenie. Because she liked to tell everybody what to do. She still does. I don't know if you noticed. Right? But when she cleans the kitchen floor, I'm not allowed to go and walk on it. Get out of it. You know, if the kitchen floor's been cleaned, out. This is what she used to do at home when she was 10 years old. She said, that's how I got the name Queenie. <laughs> so devotees like to do service and they like to clean. It's a good example. If there's nothing to do, let's keep it clean. Even the, even the, the queens of Dwarka are cleaning and, the, and it's not dirty. Right? It's not dirty. So a devotee likes to even, and, and we see that, I've mentioned this before many times also, Ambarish Maharaj, right? Karo Harer Mandira Marjanadishu, right? He's the king of the, he's the emperor of the universe, but what does he do? Karo Hari Mandira, right? He goes to the temple. And then what does he do? Marjana. And in fact, that's, that's actually our cleaning is actually our occupation when you think about it, right? When we're chanting Hare Krishna, what are we doing? Cleaning the heart, yes. So clean, and Prabhupada mentions this, cleaning is external, taking bath, and internal, Chanting Hare Krishna, hearing the Bhagavatam. This is why the Bhagavatam is so important. And the Bhagavatam is here kind of nicks, you know, knocking material life. Right? Adi Bhautik, Adi Daivik, Adi Atmika Kalesha. Suffering. Right? Suffering, okay, get some possessions, but then what happens? You're taken away from them. And if we're attached to those things, you'll experience bereavement at the time of death. But uh, a transcendentalist, uh, a bhakti yogi, doesn't put faith in those material things, knowing that they'll, they're temporary, they get taken away. And they're the cause of pain and suffering. We think it's go we'll enjoy, yes, if I get some money, if I have some property, if I get a superannuation, whatever. Right? But a devotee doesn't place faith in those things. Their pleasure is in getting a higher taste. Param drishtva. Vishaya vinivartante nirahara dehina 
what's the next line? Param drishtva nivartate. Yeah. We're embodied, and so naturally we're going to be attached to material things. That's a given, right? But what the Bhagavatam is warning us is detach. And the way we're able to detach is by getting a higher taste from chanting Hare Krishna, from hearing the Bhagavatam, by rendering service to the devotees and to the deities especially. We see that. That's why the devotees come to congregate in, in Albert Park and Middle Park. And, and why, you know, the association of the devotees is so attractive and potent and it's because um, there is a, there, there is a, a, um, a taste in, in those activities and that's the permanent happiness and satisfaction that exists in the soul when it's, when it, you know, we're like fish out of water. Prabhupada gives the example, fish out of water, trying to enjoy the material world. But when we're engaged in acts of bhakti or devotion, then we're happy as, as a fish in water. <laughs> but we just feel comfortable. And, and in the right setting. We still may have attraction for material things, but that's why we chant Hare Krishna, we hear the Bhagavatam, and we, we cultivate a knowledge of things, of the, of, the, of, of the relationships of things, the material to the spiritual. And we really only, we get our satisfaction from the engagement in this, the spiritual, not from the engagement in the material. Because that engagement in the spiritual act uncovers our um, satchit and under form. Um, Urmila was making this point the other day. Right? When we hear the Bhagavatam, when we chant Hare Krishna, when we engage in service, that the purification of those activities and just the engagement in those activities puts us into our original spiritual identity. And we just feel comfortable with that. We couldn't, couldn't, don't want to do anything else. In fact, if that's taken away from us, we feel lost. Does that make sense? Huh? Nanda Balaba, why do you keep coming back to the temple? Huh? Always fresh. Nava Yovanam Cha. Despite the fact we've now all got grey hairs, right? <laughs> There's just that feeling of freshness that you get. And people say that, you know, like consistently, almost every day, we get five, five star reviews on, I've mentioned this before, I've mentioned it many times, on Google. And people just say, fantastic atmosphere, beautiful place, 
right? Peaceful, right? What is it? Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma. Nasochati na kankshati. So when we're enga when we're engaged in those activities of Brahman or Brahma Bhuta acti action, right? Then happy, happy, and not distracted by material things. In fact, the material things are disturbant. So that's why Krishna says, Nate Shu Ramate Buddha. And, and why Prabhupada says here at the end of the purport. Huh? Therefore, a sane and sensible man, this is at the end of the purport, never desire to work hard under the conditions of threefold miseries, only to die in disappointment, right? Only to die in disappointment. So, you know, uh, devotees not disappointed by their activities because they're getting that, what is it? Anandam buddhivadhanam pratipatam purnam ritasvadhanam. You know, this is the... This is the nectar for which we're always anxious. We're always happy. Why we always keep coming back to the temple? Because we get, this is where we get our pleasure. This is where we enjoy. Huh? And that satisfies that desire to enjoy, which is natural to us. It's, it's, it's in Krishna. What is it? Rasavai Saha. Miller mentioned the other day, Krishna is the source of all enjoyment and pleasure. Then when we come and associate with Krishna, we enjoy. And so we're happy. We can't go to the temple, we become morose and dejected back in material life. But when we're in the association of the devotees and engaged in devotional service, then we're dancing, jubilant. Prabhupada says jubilant. Okay, any comments or questions? I already know you've got a question, Sibya. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice class. Prabhu, you mentioned um, that because of our ignorance, we sometimes... Mentioned that? That we hear in lectures that through our, um, because of our ignorance, we have... We so you have to go slower. Because go, start of... Again. Um, we hear I in mentioned that? We, in lectures, we hear that because of ignorance, we lack knowledge in bhakti. What was the first bit? Uh, we hear in lectures yeah. that um, we uh, we lack knowledge because of we lack knowledge. We go through suffering because of our ignorance, and we lack knowledge because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, so I was I would like to ask that even when we're devotees, we have the knowledge. Do we still have to go through the suffering like Adi Atmika, Adi Devika, Adi Bhautika? We still go through those sufferings. <coughs> do we still have to? We still go through we those still do. Yes, that's right. So, like, how do we elevate from those sufferings? Is there a way to, like, elevate from those sufferings? 
Um, would anybody like to answer that question for Sibia? Did everybody understand the question? Okay, she said how to elevate, right? How do we and go above the sufferings. Yeah, it's a way to elevate. Right? How do we elevate ourselves above the adhyatmika, adhidaivika, adhibhotika sufferings? Is there a way? Victor? What do you think? Huh? Surrender to Krishna. Uh, you cannot avoid. Yeah, the answer is no, I would say. And what does Krishna say? Uh, um, um, many things. <laughs> But the one I'm trying to remember, I'm not. Matras pasas to kunteya, sitosna, sukudukadaha, agama payano nityas, tongues to tikshashvabharata. So Krishna says there's the coming and going of winter and summer seasons, right? Happiness and distress. Sukutuku same kritva. One has to be equipoised in happiness and distress because it's part of the natural cycle of material existence. So, can we avoid them? I would say no. Can we transcend them? Yes. Right? By getting a higher taste in our devotional service, we're able to act on the spiritual platform and tolerate which is what Krishna recommends, right? The adibhotik, adidaivik, adiatmika klesha. Huh? <clears throat> Do your friends pick on you at school sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Do you pick on them? Yeah, of course. It's quid pro quo. You, you get what you deserve. <laughs> or we get what we... Yeah. So... Um, As Ananda Balaba says, we can't avoid the sufferings of material existence. But as Victor says, if we surrender to Krishna, we get a higher taste, so we can easily tolerate those things. It's not, it's just an, it's an inconvenience, really. Anything else? Victor? like to share some of your realizations you had a busy weekend right you worked hard did you have any suffering physically you yes. had some suffering yeah and what else mentally was suffering too no, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the interesting thing. We don't mind working hard to see others happy. 
Right? Have we got any mums here? Got one mum that I know. Are you working hard to keep your family happy? Are you happy when they're happy? Yeah. So Victor's a natural, he's a good cook. And cooks love to see people happy when they're eating their, especially their prashadam. Right? And they're, and they're just smiling and very content. And so the cook's smiling and content. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Here, have some more. Devotees <laughs> huh? don't mind. People are thinking, ah, I got away with three plates of prashadam. <laughs> the devotee is thinking, great. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> what is it? Seva Mukihi Jivado. Devotional service begins with the tongue. Very often for many people that means Prasad Sevaya. <laughs> Which is what we should be doing now, huh? What do you think? Prasad Sevaya. <laughs> okay. Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gora Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Hare Krishna. Yeah, but what, one of the problems is cataracts for me. 
also yeah, so and also just because because the sugar was out of control last month pretty much. Well not so much it, it, it was quite high. No, super duper high, but that's affected the nerves. The nerves. So I would say my problem is complications from diabetes more than anything. Which is interesting because you know uh, yeah, it, it, diabetes is insidious as any respects because of it. it can affect different things. And that's for me that's what is becoming a problem right now. But I'm keeping my it's improved. Like I could read this today. The the the, the italics, because they're all tight, that's hard for me to read. But everything else I can read. Um, and that's because uh, the eyes are getting better. Yeah, and I can I can see everything pretty much. In in a room like this I can see everything. Like long distance sides, very blurry though. So it's just going to wait for, wait for a few weeks to try to get better. But a lamp will help. I think so. And I'm not the only one. But for the elderly amongst us, or the older, a lamp would be helpful. I wanted to ask you, I had to ask you, you are just looking at the IDC. Mm. If we can head start, I spoke to Chief of the Neighborhood. Yeah. If we can start on a Saturday. Let's go, let's go there. Yeah. Oh, what does it say? Oh, my God. 
ಸಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರು ಶ್ರೀಯುತ ಪದಕಮಲ